It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews of the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Dennis Buckley, Dan Precision, Joe Principe, and John Carroll of 88 Fingers Louie. Here's how that sounds. I'm a Black Dynasty podcast here in the Western Burbs of Chicago, and I'm here with Dennis, Dan, Joe, and John from 88 Fingers Louie. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I'm glad to have you guys on the show, 88 Fingers Louie. Obviously, a lot of legacy in Chicago. Um, and Joe, you know, obviously talked with you many, many times over the years. So, uh, you know, let's talk about 88 Fingers Louie and what's happening. Like, what's the mood like right now in the band? I'm in a bad mood. Don't ask me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it's it's fun. It's it's uh, we've we've had a few practices now where there's been a lot of laughter, a lot of goofing around, and a lot of screwing up. But it's all in good fun, and it's it's been fun playing these songs that we haven't played in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how long has it been since you guys have? I know that there have been numerous like kind of one-off or like short-lived reunions. But when is the last time you guys were all together playing these songs? These guys right here. I don't think we've been together all at the same time for. Since ninety nine. I mean, I mean, this group of yeah, ninety ninety nine. Wow. I mean, at the same time. Yeah. Right. Well, we did like John, Dennis, and myself. We did a reunion back in '09, and then we played a few more shows into 2010. So that was the last time we were together. You know, about three years ago. But yeah, uh, with Joe on bass. I mean, yeah, it's been like 14 years. Jeez. What was it like for you? to come back and kind of like revisit some of these songs like a decade and a half later. It's almost it's almost like I had to relearn the way I picked the songs because I'm not used to playing so fast. <laughs> but he, means, he doesn't mean choose the songs. He means finger pick, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Let us be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Funk bass. No, yeah, um, but it's kind of it's been awesome to relearn like all these old bass lines and stuff and to kind of go back to I mean I guess how I played the song you know 20 years ago versus how I would play it now and your roots yeah the roots yeah absolutely so you know let's talk about the reunion here that's happening right now with all of you guys back together like how did this latest you know kind of incarnation come together how did the conversation start for this to happen now Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You tell. I don't remember. Um, what had happened was about a year ago, I I can't remember who. Somebody pointed out. It might have been somebody in my family pointed out, like, isn't 2013, like, 20 years since you guys started? And I thought, Jesus, he's he's right. I spent 20 years. And I, I kind of off the cuff reached out to Joe to see if he'd be interested. And Joe wrote me back, and he says, I hate you. I did. <laughs> he said, I hate you. No. No. Uh, I didn't hear from Joe for a little bit, and I follow up again, and I didn't hear from Joe. I thought, you know, maybe Joe's not interested. And then Joe said, hey, how about that reunion? That's literally how it went. And I said, I'm on board if you are. And uh, the three of us got together a few months ago and uh, and talked about it and realized there's a few other things to, to kind of work out, a few kinks, so to speak. So um, we kind of left that as just a conversation to maybe revisit later. And then um, I guess it'd be two months ago that we 
that, that we actively started talking about it again? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was about two months ago, probably September. Uh, I sat down, talked again, hashed some stuff out, and then uh, realized, like, hey, what the hell, let's give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. So we just, just to let everyone know, we haven't had a lot of time to practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you guys were having the discussions about potentially coming together again, was there ever a thought of, like, well, we've done a couple reunions, let's leave, like, well enough alone, or was it always, like, not if we should do this, but when and how, you know, you should do it? I think I think it was definitely like, hey, let's. We were at the point, at least in September, like, hey, let's do this. I think we're we're on board. I think the first thing that we wanted to do was make sure that we were sounding tight enough to play it. Um, and we did that in '09. We made sure like we got eight songs nice and solid, and said, okay, are we sounding good enough? This time, like I said, it's it, we didn't have as much time, and we kind of noodled around and figured out, okay, I think we can handle it. We're all seasoned musicians, so, and uh, we're, we're getting through it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, after hearing this, I'm not coming to the show. <laughs> no, it's going to be good. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys, obviously, uh, 88 Fingers Louis started out in, like, uh, what, I think 1993? Mm -hmm. Is that the year? Yeah. Yep. Uh, how different is the culture, the, the music culture, the music kind of experience of being in a band now versus then because I would is it as different as I would imagine or yeah. you know it's in some ways it's 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 drastically different and then there's other ways you know uh, in other ways it's 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 the same I think different and it's just speaking for myself in 93 you could still walk down the street and know there's a guy that you know listens to the same music you do you know there's 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 definitely more of a I don't know how you'd call it uh, more of a, I guess punk rock was a lot more unique back then. It was, it was, it, it stood out more. It, it was visibly noticeable right. on somebody on the way right. they dressed and whatnot. You know, and in, in, in nowadays, uh, you know, you have a some somebody, a relative or a family friend that wants to know what kind of music you play. You're like, oh, you know, we play punk rock. Oh, like Nickelback? No, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's. That has actually happened to you. Oh yeah. That has they did, actually they did. occurred. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I have I have family that just assumes anything with a guitar with a guy that's got a raspy voice is, is can be punk rock anything or with thrash a metal. In the back. Yeah. Yeah. So punk rock like Avril Lavigne, I mean that kind right. of thing. Yeah. Well, she'd yeah. sing songs about skater boys, so she was punk rock. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think it is kind of a different thing because, you know, if you're listening to like you know your Pandora or you just put your iPod or your iPhone on shuffle or yeah. have a Spotify playlist, like one song might be Slayer and the next song might be Rihanna. And it doesn't sound as disparate anymore as I think it might have, no. like, 15 years ago because it all just kind of becomes music. Right. You know what I mean? Well, with, you know, with, with the advent of technology, too, uh, even, even the shittiest punk rock band can sound really well produced. It's true. You know? Um, even just recording on their phone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> says the, says the, says the uh, engineer here. No, I... It's, it's hard... I mean, there's what we used to call maybe the punk rock guitar tone that's being used in other areas now, you know, yeah. the way, it, the way a drum sound, you know, a band could say, Oh yeah, make this sound like, uh, I don't know. Help me out guys. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think another big thing is just the, the availability of all the music, having the internet out there and, and putting on Pandora and listening to a band that's from now and, a band from the 90s pops up, you know, like us, and people are like, oh, who's this? And I think that's another thing that has spurred music to keep going in so many different facets and, and, and keep building upon itself. I mean, there's music from the 70s and the 60s that's getting popular with kids who are in their 
you know, teen years. So it's really, it's kind of cool in that sense. So that's, that's definitely a difference from how it was back in, you know, 93. Well, now you, you could also, like, there's a, a bass tone that, that I had on a record that a mixer took and put on a plug-in program. Right. Um, and that's just weird. Like, I know a producer who uses the snare drum uh, tone from a Bad Brains record on every record, and they're huge records that he records. It's just weird that, that it's not as natural and organic these days. You know, people rely on auto-tune, and so people's ears get trained to auto-tune on the radio. So then when, when there's a band that doesn't use it, they're like, well, that sounds wrong yeah. and weird. You know what I mean? It sets the He's kind of singing with his own voice. Yeah. Like, this sounds like shit. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and with, you know, programs like a Pandora or like a Spotify and, and services like this, do you think it has helped a newer generation discover 88 Fingers Louie? Like, do these kind of services really, like, expose you to a new audience, or is it that much harder because now every song is available, so it's harder to, like, kind of stand out and and be discovered in that kind of scene, do you think? I know from searching through Spotify, and it's been, it's been a while since I've used it, but I know from searching through it, and I'm just speaking for myself here, there were bands that you could find featured on Spotify, and I'm thinking, like, Simple Plan might be one of them, and I know we go back with a couple of those guys um, from their previous bands, but... Uh, You'd see, you know, Simple Plan's got a new album out. Well, if you like this, check out this band. And you'd see, you know, 88 Fingers Louie mm-hmm. on there, which at first I was like, we sound nothing like them. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if that's going to introduce, you know, an audience to, you know, music that they've never heard before, then I'm all for it, too. Yeah. It's a lot different than it was. <laughs> Not to sound like the old man, but it's a lot different than when we were kids, for yeah. sure. I definitely think that it's helped spur on, you know, uh, a little more popularity for us. Um uh, you know, I know uh, my my girlfriend's son and daughter who are in high school. Actually, now my her son's in co- in college. But he was like, "Oh yeah, there's like these kids who love 88 Fingers Louie." And then he started listening to it, and it was kind of weird. So, and again, because they've heard us on Pandora, Spotify, or something along those lines. So, I think it's definitely helped our popularity. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, when I look at the uh, the reaction that this show, you're doing a show this month, uh, December 21st at Concord Music Hall, one of the new music venues in Chicago. And when I look at the reaction to this, it feels like there's a really solid buzz. It feels like a lot of people are finding out about that. You know, are you finding that reaction coming from newer fans, or is it really like more of the long time, you know, the guys you've seen come to shows the last 20 years? I think it's half and half, honestly, yeah, from what I've seen. It goes both ways. Yeah, and you're no, you're no stranger there to going go. both ways. There we go. It's 1994 <laughs> all over again. Um, yeah, I've noticed that... Uh, I, I would say it was, it's more... Uh, people are saying, like, hey, I never... I've listened to you guys, but... You know, I got into you guys, you know, six months after you broke up or years after you broke up. I never thought I'd get a chance to see you guys. So uh, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people that never got a chance to see us that are excited to finally see us. Yeah, who've kind of in the back of their head, you know, had this like, like I have a list in the back of my head of like, if these guys ever, like Failure. I don't know if you're familiar yep. with Failure. I, I missed Failure at Lollapalooza 97 by like an hour. Yeah. And I've waited like, you know, 15, 16 years to yep. see them again. And now they're going to reunite. And it's like, Oh, I wasn't even aware that I was keeping track, but I can finally cross them off that list. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's definitely, I applaud it. There's been a lot of 90s nostalgia, not just on a punk rock level, but definitely like just indie music in general with bands like Failure and Quicksand. and Veruca Salt's coming back. Veruca Salt with yeah. the original lineup. You know, there's no... Um, Can't fight the Seether. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Seether is Louise, if you did not know that. 
What do you mean? Never mind. It's a lyric. And Vic Vacuum's reuniting. Is Vic Vacuum? No. It's getting to the point where, you know, there's not a lot of bands from the 90s except for like Fugazi that haven't right. gotten back together. Who's you know? Fugazi? Um, there's a guy named Ian that, never mind. Uh, it's it's interesting. I'll, I'll, it, it, Fugazi. I don't mind riding the wave of Fugazi. <laughs> I don't mind riding the wave of nostalgia. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how long it, it, it lasts because like everything, it's peaks and valleys. Well, yeah, and that was going to kind of be my next question is like, is nostalgia kind of a dirty word? Like when you look at it and you think like, okay, maybe we're going to be regarded as a nostalgia act. Do you feel a certain kind of way about it? Or is it just exciting to be like, hey, we get to go out and do this again, you know, connect with some new people, and, and any way we do that is a victory? I think exactly what you just said. The latter. The latter. I mean, we have an opportunity to go and play this music, and people want to go see it, so why the hell not do it, you know? Yeah. Looking at the Chicago music community, obviously, like, you know, uh, I mean, the big one, Rise Against, but not just Rise Against. There's a lot of connections you guys have to various Chicago groups, various Chicago projects and institutions and things like that. How has the Chicago response been from kind of within the industry for all of you guys who really have so many connections? And, you know, I look at, like, kind of the the Riot Fest kind of uh, – Community, I'm going to call it, you know, for lack of a better word. But how has it been internally from the Chicago scene with you guys coming back? A lot of old friends that probably haven't been to a show in 15 or 20 years are really supportive. I've been, been really supportive for sure. It'll, it, it'll be nice to see people that, you know, uh, like a lot of us, you know, had their full time, you know, going to shows, you know, seven days a week to working full time jobs to getting married to having kids and not finding a lot of time to go to shows anymore. You know, there's been a lot of support from old friends of ours that said, you know, I'd never thought I'd get to see you guys again. I haven't been to a show in ten years. This'll you know, this'll be fun. Yeah. And again, guys, you know, like the folks behind Riot Fest have been have been real supportive too, because they Riot Fest up you know, certainly um in, in years past and in, in, including recently, have been known to, you know, contact older Chicago bands and say, hey, I know it's been a minute since you guys have played, you know, bands like Articles of Faith or Stri- Strike Underplay? Um, oh, that, that show at AAA? Yeah. I don't, rec- I don't know. I was, I was out of town. I think they may have. Yeah. yeah. Well, even like Naked Reagan, the sole reason that Naked right. Reagan's back together again is because they got a great opportunity to play Riot Fest and, and, and the guys have uh, response, you know, after that has been supportive enough that they've decided to keep doing shows. Um, so, as long as, there's, as long as there's people out there that, that continue to nurture old bands like us, then I think we definitely have a definitely have a place. Well, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the mic was on, but again, looking at something like Riot Fest, for example, where the last few years it has gone from, I remember when I worked at Q101, mm-hmm. and we would bring Riot Mike on, local 101, to talk to him. Riot Fest, I don't want to call it like a niche festival, but it, it was at a certain level. Yeah. It was not like a Coachella. Right. And these last few years, Riot Fest has just blown up and I, I have a feeling next year for the 10th anniversary it's going to be even bigger so uh, this interview is not about Riot Fest but I bring this up as an example of like it feels like rock music has in some views taking a backseat to like hip hop to to DJ culture and yet when you look at something like Riot Fest the punk culture it feels like just keeps growing you know like why do you think that that endures in all of its various incarnations when uh, there's some other kind of genres under the rock umbrella that really have kind of fallen off in recent years. I I would say it's because it's very it's very true. That's the main thing. The music is true, the lyrics are true. I think it it hits home for a lot of people without any like sugary flash or anything else. It's just there it is. You can take something out of it. Anyone can take something out of it. 
I just think it's it's something to be said with how energetic these punk festivals are. Right. You know, you go to a, you go to um, I'm not really familiar with a lot of DJ culture, but you know, the acts that I know, there's not a lot of movement. I mean, there's there's little dancing here and there, but you go to a punk show, and I'm not saying like, you know. It's obviously different than like your, you know, uh, metal shows where, you know, or even like the super, I don't know if you call them hardcore shows, but how like these big metal bands play and they, people are doing hardcore dancing, you know. Those kids. Those kids today <laughs> doing their hardcore <laughs> dancing. Definitely crossover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just the energetic, uh, the, the atmosphere and, and, and having gone to Riot Fest the past few years, like there's not a lot of people that are just standing around watching bands. Like I, I almost broke my hip. Um, when when the replacements played last right. year, but probably me second of the Beatles, my all time favorite band, and I went completely apeshit for them. And uh, the clearances, the what? The clearances. The clearances. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they look, looking around. There's you know people my age doing the same thing, like just having the time of their lives. So I think just from an energy level itself, I think punk these festivals are going to continue to get bigger and bigger because there's going to be more of a demand for for bands that are more you know high energy. Uh, with a reunion event like this, what kind of goals does everyone come in with? You know, is it all kind of one shared goal to just just kick ass as 88 Fingers Louie, or do people come in with different things of like, oh, well, last time we didn't get to do this, or it's been, you know, in Joe's case, 15 years, I've always wanted to do this and we couldn't do it before. Like, you know, what did you guys kind of enter the room with? Joe, when you came into the room, what sort of expectations did you have? Well, I don't, I don't know about expectations i just thought it was important for fans of whatever we do currently to know like how we came up how we all learned how to play our instruments together right. we you know like when i when i started playing in my first band with dom our 88's first drummer i've never picked up a bass in my entire life and he's like do you want to play in a band and i have a bass you could borrow and i just think it's important for for people to know the roots, you know, people, kids growing up now to know where, how we learned how to play. And we kind of honed our songwriting skills, you know, with, with the band. And it, it's, you know, I always appreciate when bands that I grew up listening to, when they would kind of reveal like how their influences and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know. And, you know, we, we talk, we've touched on this a little bit, but there have been, you know, a couple of different reunions with 88 Fingers Louie over the years. You know, and this is the latest one, 2013, and it's kind of a very, like, um, inclusive reunion, a lot of original members. So are is there more coming up beyond just the show at Concord Music Hall? Are you guys looking at new music, maybe more shows, or is it too premature to even really think about that? I think the timing of the show was great because it's our 20th year, but at the same time, it's <laughs> it couldn't be more uh, weird because literally after um, we do this show... I know Joe's Joe's in new writing mode or new album mode, so that's gonna take that's gonna take a good chunk of his uh, his uh, time next year. Um, I would love it if we got to do more shows, but I think it's just gonna depend on everybody's schedule. Yeah. But uh, if 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 this this show coming up turns out to be the one show that we play, then we're gonna have a blast doing it. Well, you know, final question before I let you guys go because uh, you've been really generous with uh, some time tonight, but. For anyone who, you know, like we talked about, who maybe missed you guys by a week and hasn't gotten to ever really see 88 Fingers Louie live, like, what can they expect from this show uh, happening December 21st at Concord Music Hall? I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're going to have some fun up there. We're going to look at each other and laugh a lot. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, I think 
Honest, I mean, personally, I'm the third drummer, so it's yeah. kind of like Spinal Tap, you know? I'll probably, like, implode at the end of the show. <laughs> we get lost. Yeah. We get lost trying to find the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I personally think, like, per- I'm, a, I'm, more, I'm more experienced as a musician and drummer, and I think we sound better. That's just, I think we do. I think we're tighter. I think yeah. it's like we're stronger. Nice. Yeah. You have a question? I think I think also the fact that we're going to be anyone who's familiar with anything by 88 fingers Louis, we're going to be kind of you know spanning the gamut of playing some of our really early stuff playing our later stuff well which isn't late anymore but you know from our time period and uh yeah like John was saying I think even the earlier stuff's going to be tighter than it was ever recorded you know yeah. so that'll be cool a lot of high hopefully a lot of high energy even from uh, us old men <laughs> we were known uh, as a band that did a lot of talking in between songs, um, a band. <laughs> we, we were a band. We were a band with a singer. By we, I mean me. Um, we were always known as uh, you know taking a lot of time in between songs. That was my fault. I see no reason why that wouldn't change. If anything, the years have proved that I have a voice that needs to be heard. You have more to say. I have far more to say on the various topics. Our, our set. Our set time is. Well, it's a three-hour set, no. and we're only playing three songs. <laughs> so, so it's that. more of a live podcast event. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, there'll be a lot of... Uh, I've been doing some spoken word on and off. Oh, shut up. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, Spanish. A lot of, lot of poetry, though. I will be reading from my book of poems <laughs> in between. I like it, man. Uh, 88 Fingers Louie, thank you guys so much for taking some time to really talk about the reunion, shed some light on how things were then and now and what's coming up. And uh, this is really cool. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast. Thanks to Dennis Buckley, Dan Precision, Joe Principe, and John Carroll of 88 Fingers Louie for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Dynasty Descend.